Take let's do this. Untranslatable podcast. Mask on because we're trying to stay safe in this quarantine, but usually mask off. Here we go. All right. Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 192, and today we are going to be talking about uh, tight and loose cultures, what it means to be a tight and a loose culture, Uh, and we're going to be talking about a very prominent researcher in the field who's kind of coined that term, has been on numerous different talk shows and stuff. Uh, So stay tuned today if you're curious about which countries or cultures are considered tight or loose. Uh, And this could apply to you uh, if you're thinking about traveling somewhere, how you may want to present yourself and act, or if you're planning on moving to a new country at some point as well. Uh, This could be some useful information for you. So stay tuned for today's episode about tight and loose cultures. And my man bringing us all the hot takes and the good info, uh, my buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? Oh, hello there. Uh, Not much is going on here, Chad. I noticed that there's another room in my house that I had no idea about. Did you know that? No, that's not true. Um, (laughs) That's just a room in my brain that I've discovered since since, uh, we're on day something of the quarantine. There is an attic here that I've almost, we've kind of just agreed that we're not going to go in. It's creepy. Is it haunted? Yep, definitely haunted. For sure. Um, You know, we don't need to give the uh, ghost any reason to escape by opening the door. But, you know. Give me a couple more weeks. Maybe I'll let you guys know what's up there. Maybe I'll start doing my podcast from there. There we go. (laughs) All of a sudden, I just get a much longer beard. (laughs) (laughs) I never come out. (laughs) You become the the attic hermit. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a window up there? Can you like roll it down so you can just have a bucket? There is actually one tiny window at the front of the house. I, but that's usually, that's my screaming window. I use that to scream at passersby. <laughs> I almost just spit, spit out my water on my laptop. Thanks, Jared. Please, everyone. Spread a little love. Follow us on Instagram. Untranslatable podcast. You can see me screaming at uh, passersby, neighbors, and such. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Spread a little love. I complain about said passersby. Untranslatable one, the number one. Um, you can also please give us five star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It would be greatly appreciated. We love to see it. You know, we're um, we're we're humble people, but we like to uh, we like to receive praise like everyone else. You know, we and you know, I don't know any I don't know anyone in Japan. I don't know anyone in Russia. I don't know anyone in uh, in Cambodia. Someone's listening to the podcast there, and yep. I want to hear about it. Pleasure. <laughs> thank you. That's for sure. Chad, do you follow Untranslatable One uh, on Twitter? I do, although I'm not a big Twitter user, but I do. Mm, mm. Uh, that well, that's a good disclaimer because I uh, wanted to ask you if you saw something. I sorry, I don't know why I read. I should not have chips next to me when I you do shouldn't. This. That was While a you were dumb recording idea. a podcast, chomp, chomp, chomp. In middle of talk, I just reached for it through my mouth. I was like, why would I do that? That's the danger um, of chips, my dude. So, um, all right, I'm not gonna eat them. I retweeted something I saw, and it uh, seemed very apropos to our topic today. Ooh, how, well, how do you what do you, how do you consider? So we're gonna be talking about this concept of loose and tight cultures. Mm-hmm. Where would you place New York? On New that York, scale? Mm-hmm. Uh, loose versus tight. Hmm. I would say, generally speaking, probably loose mm. would be my guess. You know, I think I'd agree. I feel like I'd agree with you too. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot, you know, people live on top of each other. There's, it's sort of like a, um, 
they're like a very like um, stick together when um, shit gets real kind of community, but also uh, you know sort of a get out of here community as mm-hmm. well. Um, anyway, I noticed and I saw this on the New York Post, which is top notch journalism, and they say that social distancing complaints have surged in New York after De Blasio's call for tips. Now that does not sound like um, like a loose. Uh, hey, hello. Are you, what are you, are, what are you looking at? I'm listening. I'm looking oh. at our Twitter. <laughs> I'm looking at our Twitter. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. Well, actually, it, see now you're going to put me on the spot, and I'm nervous because I actually the article I retweeted was from the Wall Street Journal, but I actually not to brag, but I read other articles from the Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. also. Then I ran out of my free uh, access to the Wall Street Journal, mm. but I'm glad I found this one in the New York Post because um, this is what they say: New York City's rat population just got a lot bigger. <laughs> That's funny. Snitches yeah. get stitches, Jared. That's what they say. Calls. <laughs> that's what Chad says all the time to me. And that's, it's scary. That's right. Calls and text about social Don't distancing. Be snitching I, listen, on me, Jared. I haven't said anything, Chad. Don't okay. Be snitching. I haven't said it. Anyway, back to what we were doing. Uh, I wanted that to sound like I just did like a hard cut edit or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't said anything about. So calls and text about social distancing violations skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Skyrocketed following Mayor Bill de Blasio's appeal on Saturday for New Yorkers to help stem the spread of the coronavirus by snitching on illegal Mm -hmm. gatherings. Data show. Before the announcement, the number of daily complaints about improper social distancing ranged from a low 262 to a, a high of 9. 63. But on Sunday, the day after de Blasio rolled out his new squeal initiative, is that what he called it? A new squeal initiative? That's not a great name um, for it. That's for sure. Or it is a really great name. It's one or the other. I mean, I guess so. Who would? Oh, anyway, the figure surged to one, uh, 1,305, which uh, comprised more than 25% of 311's total 5,123 calls for the day data show. The only day that 311 got more overall complaints during the period which began March 29th was on April 14th when they when there were 5190 but only about 17% involved social distancing. Mm. Chad, mm-hmm. what do you think? You know, this is a tricky one because I think we all should be doing as much as we can to stay home when possible. Um, you know, flatten the curve and everything. Um, at the same time though, too, it's, it's tricky, man. Like, I don't know if I would be one of those people to snitch on somebody, but at the same time, it's like, I've definitely seen people, pictures of people out and about where it's like, it's like, are you, are y'all stupid? Like why, especially like the protesters in Michigan, like what, what are, what are you doing? You know, um, it's tough though, man. Uh, I mean, what, what do you do? You, what's the quote, Jerry, isn't there a quote? It's like you either... Uh, you're a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. Is that the quote? Something like that. You either <laughs> so die a hero like or you either live long enough to become about a villain, it, right? Or right. you just watch the whole world go so bad that you have no hope but to join at that point. Right. Do yeah. you want to hear about some of these gatherings? I think yes. maybe... Um, Absolutely. I'm, I'm just, I think there might be some insights. Because I've, I've only left the house a few times in the last few weeks, Jared, um, to get food... And that's actually, that's it. 
And let me just uh-huh. let me just say I gen- I generally agree with you as far as what you just said. Um, like you can't uh, you can't like you see people outside sometimes you're like what are you doing or or what do you like mm-hmm. you, you think this is a joke? Some of them do actually. Some of them think it's a hoax. Some of them right. think it's a joke. Some of them are concerned about the well-being of other people and all that stuff. Right. Um, but it is tough when you're when you're asking uh, your citizens to be snitches. And also, I don't right. like the idea of um, a leader calling on their people to snitch on each other. Right. It just seems like a bad road to plus, go down. Plus, like, how does that even work? Okay, so say say I snitch on Jared. What if Jared didn't do anything? What if you didn't do anything? I snitch on you. Like I just don't know how this whole I'm system is going to work. I'm coming for you. Right. Then I'm coming for you. That's right. It's because <laughs> snitches get uh, stitches, Jared. But uh, All told, the city has fielded 15,199 social distancing complaints between March 29th and April 19th. Mm. So, you know, like three weeks, a little, a little can, around that. Can I just say, Jared, for some sure. reason, Chad? I do not like the term social distancing. Yeah, I really I think there's some implications to, you know, language is important, Jared. We're a language sure. podcast here. And uh, although we normally butcher foreign languages when we try to do our own <laughs> translations, but still and stay tuned for those people. Mm-hmm. But um, you bet I think that the term social distancing implies that um, you just if sort you're of close like move to somebody that's social or something. I would I don't see why we don't call it physical distancing, because yeah. that's what we're trying to do. You know, um, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a space thing. It's not a social thing. I can still be social and interact with you. Sure. I just can't be within a certain proximity. Um, and, and see, that's also the struggle with a place like New York is where mm-hmm. you can't walk down the street without seeing someone like, right. like, e- like we both have the benefit, even me who lives in a slightly right. more, uh, populated, you know, populated area, place yeah. than you. Even I have, uh, for the most part, have the ability to walk around and you know cross the street right. when necessary and avoid people well, i can in new I york can tell you you don't really have that but that's i not, can tell well. you jared while i was still living in china it was social distancing is difficult you know like you, sure you get on a train yeah, how are you in social distance you you know you yeah beijing yeah it's really tough yeah when you're there yeah what are you gonna what are you gonna do except well, the, it, they also had yeah. a much better system for deliveries and all that stuff i would say I, yes, I feel like yes. our, our delivery system right now seems like it's falling to pieces. <laughs> oh, every it seems like a lot of things are falling apart here. You know, I've heard a lot about um, stuff with you know unemployment being overwhelmed, um, all sorts of mm. issues. You know, and I think I don't think any place is perfect. I think a lot of places have handled this fairly well, some less than others. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it's just interesting though because I think China can get away with doing a lot of things that would never happen in the U.S. because Americans just aren't going to, oh, Americans just aren't going to uh, uh, do it. Like, I mean, the fact that we have protests right now against social distancing, I guarantee you if that kind of thing, I I just don't think that kind of thing would happen in China. Um, mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, but yeah. Uh, where do you think the largest number of, I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, uh, where do you think the largest number of complaints were, were coming from regarding social distancing in, uh, New York city? Probably. Well, where is it most populated I'm, or where is it most densely populated? I'm not sure. Um, imagine, imagine a, a common place that one would think to, I'm not gonna make you guess Manhattan? all of them, but this one, 
It's not no 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 no. It's no. not a it's not a borough. It's okay. like a a uh, location within a, a borough. But imagine a place that that a lot of people would want to go if they thought they could. You know, people want to exercise. People want to get out. Oh, Central Where do people Park. Go? Central there Park. There you go. Yeah yeah there you yeah. Go. Parada. Yeah. The most complaints came from Central Park. Mm. The second most, uh, the second largest number came from Shabad Lubavitch World Headquarters, which uh, and a Shabbat, I believe that's a. Oh yeah, it's a like a Jewish headquarters of some sort. A Shabbat spokesperson said the complaints were coming uh, from within its Hasidic Jewish community, where many people are deeply frustrated and even more angry with this tiny group of violators who are disobeying the law and the unequivocal warnings by the rabbinic and medical communities. Mm -hmm. So is it just like, oh, that's weird. I don't know what, I don't know what that is. Um, But yeah, um, I don't like the, anyway, Oh, what I also wanted to say, cops have made uh, 19 arrests, issued 143 summonses, and handed out 221 fines in connection with alleged violations of social distancing rules from March 17th through Monday, through Monday, March Mm -hmm. 17th through Monday, which is like a week ago. Um, That doesn't, that kind of seems counterintuitive too, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe not the summonses, I guess, or the, or the, well, I know, even so, you have to give it to them. Right. That's not socially distant. I don't know. I don't know. But I guess. But then. He, but then people will say. But you have to do something if you're if you're trying to inf- quote unquote enforce it. But it's like I don't know. I don't right. Know. It's tricky. It's hard to say. I'm. I'm this is why I don't say. lead things. And I. And I. And I. But I, arrests seem totally pointless. What are you arresting yeah. people for? Yeah. I have heard of like fake. I've not. Excuse me. Fake like secret underground parties and stuff going on too. Have you heard about that? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. That doesn't surprise me though. People need to get their party on, you know. See, uh, I, do you have any? I have this weird. I have this weird kind of maybe weird's the wrong word, Jared. But the way I've been thinking about things lately is: is whatever that I want to do worth dying for? If I were to get this virus, right? Mm. So that's why, like, trust me, when I came back here, the first thing I wanted to do. First thing that was on my list was go to Elderly Instruments, which is a guitar shop in Lansing, Michigan. Amazing guitar shop, beautiful. Um, And uh, never made it there, right? Obviously, now they're closed for the time being um, because they're not essential business. Um, But my whole point of this is even I love guitar more than just about anything in the world. And I wouldn't have even done that if it would have been worth the risk. Um, I didn't go even before all this stuff happened. and I think people need to reconsider, you know, is it really worth partying one time right now? Um, is is that worth risking your life? If it is, then I guess by all means, make your own choices. But um, sure. I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah. No, I am I guess I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, nah, I guess. I'm definitely with you on that. Um, but uh, let's move on from this. We could talk about this all day. True. And um, obviously, it's one of the most pressing things out there. Um, but let's let's um, let's spread a little Turn love the around. You know, let's, let's do it. A little love. Let's do it. I got two shout outs for us today, Jared. Okay. Uh, one is a country, and one is a celebrity. Me. I don't uh, know why I always do that. Okay. Yes, go ahead. it's you, Jared. My <laughs> shout out, Jared, is is uh, become a new country, uh, the country of Jart. Uh, population one, maybe two. I don't know if you'll allow your lady I'm friend to be a part of your. 
country. Anyway, so, so apply for citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty lengthy application process. Anyways, uh, so Sweden has actually exited their goal of being uh, coal-free two years early. So uh, mm. the Nordic nation is the third European country to have waved goodbye to coal power, to, uh, uh, sorry, to coal for power generation. Um, so Sweden has joined uh, Europe's scramble to decommission coal. Uh, power utility Stockholm Exergy has announced the permanent closure of coal-fired co- uh, co-generation plants uh, in Hjorthagen, eastern Stockholm. Uh, hmm. So it their initial goal, Jared, was to rid uh, the country of coal by 2022, but they have decommissioned all of the facilities two years early. Uh, so wow. I think this is just awesome. Shout out to you, Sweden. Um, that's really great. Sweden's also kind of interesting because they've had a very different response to the coronavirus approach. Yeah. Um, Do you know about that? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, can you, what, can you like yeah. explain ex- explain it to me a little bit? Sure. So this is this is what I know right now, as of right now, and we're gonna break the fourth wall. And this is what I know as of. I mean, listen, this stuff changes so quickly. We could this could right. come out tomorrow, and they'd be like, "What is he talking?" Very true. About? <laughs> as of February twenty third, uh, Sweden has actually not put their country into lockdown like other countries have. Uh, so they are, I believe, trying to enforce social distancing as much as possible, um, but. At the same time, it seems like at least they ha- they do have more deaths right now than the bordering countries of theirs that have enacted lockdowns. Like, Jared, if you hmm. could just do me a favor and look uh-huh. up... Sorry, I know you're about to take a sip of your brew. If you could just do me a favor and look up the differences of deaths between Sweden, Denmark, and Norway, also Finland. Uh, there's probably a graph that will show you everything. Um, but Sweden's deaths have been higher um, right now. Um, but what this could mean, though, theoret- theoretically, at least what I think Sweden is, obviously, I'm no medical or government professional here, but what I think Sweden's goal is, is to reach herd immunity sooner, which would then, if there is a second wave, which I think most likely there will be, according to what a lot of the medical professionals are saying, the second wave in Sweden would be a lot less damaging. Mm. That's their that's their thought process. That's their thought process, yes. Huh. I guess we'll see. Yep, it's an interesting I, experiment. It's too I've bad learned that a it's, little bit. Uh-huh. I, I've learned a little bit about previous. Um, well, I guess I, I've learned a little bit about previous pandemics, but previous. Mm-hmm. But I've been I've I've been learning about um, probably nineteen Spanish flu. Spanish flu. Yep. Uh huh. H one N one, and then the H two N two, which was what they called quote unquote Asian flu in like the late in the you late nineteen fifties. Or was they it called Asian? The, that's what they called it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but it, it was, um, and um, I don't know. And so, so, and they don't really, and I, you know, I don't really hear much talk about like herd immunity, but it's also a flu, so I don't know. Right. And I'm not a doctor. Right. I don't know. I'm not gonna pretend like like Doctor Phil to know anything. <laughs> right. Right. Anyways, my next shout out, Jared. So, anyways, yes, thank please. you, Sweden, though, for the two yes. years early you on betcha. coal. That's awesome. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see, see what happens the, with uh, our coronavirus <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> implementations. All right, my last shout-out for today goes out to uh, an artist that I think is near and dear to both of our hearts, or maybe I'm speaking for myself. I don't know. But Eminem has donated cups of mom's spaghetti to numerous Detroit hospitals. Is um, that a real thing? 
Yeah, I, th- I think so. I'm trying to find out. Yeah, uh, I believe so. Eminem donated spaghetti cups to DMC Hospital Healthcare Workers in Detroit. No, uh, well, it's not Eminem a real thing. Has not released a public statement about the donation. Social media has been flooded with healthcare workers' appreciation for the tomatoey goodness they've received. Uh, with one worker posting a delicious-looking picture of mom spaghetti. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, if it's a restaurant or what. I don't see any no, other information. I, I, I think I, it was, he probably got it from somewhere. But um, oh, by the way, it is. When I said it's not a real thing, what he's doing is a real thing. But I, mom right. spaghetti is not like some brand that Eminem right. has. Of, Although it of should spaghetti be, it should be. That'd be a something. great business idea. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, that doesn't really seem like it fits with his brand to be slinging yes, it sauce. Does, yes, it does though, Jared. The it, the whole point of the mom spaghetti, you get the joke, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Palm okay. sweaty, mom spaghetti. Yeah. I understand yeah. w- w- where yeah. the name comes from. I-, I just don't see as part of his brand as him like going onto his Instagram or whatever and putting up like, "Hey, buy my mom cans spaghetti. or my my jars of mom spaghetti right. <laughs> sauce or something." <laughs> right. Have you seen Have you seen that YouTube video where they edited mom spaghetti into uh, "Lose Yourself"? Uh, As in, I'm like sure every opportunity for mom spaghetti, it is hilarious. I'm sure I have. It's hilarious. But, I mean, hilarious is such a weird word to use for something like that. It's it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's stupid, but it's it's funny. It'll it'll make you laugh, Jared. Let me put it that way. Sure. But anyway, sure. Shout, shout out, out to Eminem, Eminem by the way. Uh, for donating uh, food to the uh, heroes, our health workers on the front lines right now. Uh, There's a uh, Instagram post from the Henry Ford Health System. Uh, that's a, you know the healthcare system here in Michigan, mm-hmm. and they they grammed out our hashtag healthcare heroes quote unquote lost themselves mm-hmm. in the delicious mom spaghetti donated by Detroit's very own Eminem. Uh, thanks for providing a special meal to our, for our team members. Right, nice. Well, Jared, I think you know Chad what loves time a good it pun. is. I do know what time it is, but I had to give you that pun because I know you enjoy, uh, appreciate that a solid true. pun. But this, which we recently got um, interrupted, we just, uh, a second ago got interrupted by the uh, very origin of this, uh, is the untranslatable owl, signifying mm-hmm. time for some untranslatables. Let me get us started today, Jared, and I have an, a Norwegian Hi, one for you. And it is, Hva er fien, which means, what's in the way? What's in the way, Jared? Jared, tell me what's in the way, man. Is it like is it like what's really wrong? It's like, come on. Oh yeah. Sorry, people. He got me mid sip, but yes, you are correct. I did. But I was yeah. That's I love that. It's like it's like it's you know you imagine someone that is mad at you, and you don't mm-hmm. even take it personally because it's like, come on, what's this really about? Right. <laughs> what's in the way? About? Come on. What's in the way? <laughs> Right. Or what is that from? Um, what is this? From, uh, what is this? What's that? What's that movie with? Uh, oh, Goodwill Hunting, where he keeps saying oh, it's yeah. not your fault. Right. He really could just be saying, "What's in the way?" That's what's true. In the way, and it would have the same effect. Hmm. Uh, oh, that's it's my turn. It is my your first turn. Untranslatable is French Canadian. It's all about mm-hmm. the French Canadians, and it's avoir de la mine dans le crayon. Which means to have a le- to have lead in one's pencil. Is that like, is that like to be smart, to be sharp? It uh, it is to be sharp, but not to be smart. Um, 
So imagine, you know, we're all quarantined up. Uh-huh. A lot of people uh, are single. And I mm-hmm. would say a lot of these people that are single have a lot of lead in their pencil right now, not being able to go outside, experience human interactions, hmm. um, causing them to have a lot of lead in their pencil. Woo, man, I just need to get out there and experience the world. So and by the like world, pen- I mean another cooped person. Cooped up inside? Uh, no, it's to be horny. To get some loving? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No, you are. Oh, okay. So we, <laughs> you came to it. I'll yeah. give you a hammer. That's, that's, what, really that's what she now. said right there, Jared. To have Any- a lead on <laughs> one's, to have a lead on one's pencil. Uh, that's or right. Or to uh, experience a full ham horn. There we go. As I call it in my well, house. Well, Jared, I have a <laughs> untranslatable, and then I have some bonus-related untranslatables. Wow. So mine is Dutch We're for not you. Worthy. And I'm going to say it for you. Uh, the way I'm going to say it is probably sounds more like German than Dutch because I don't speak Dutch. Uh, but I think you might be able to figure out what this means. Maybe. Okay. So here we go. Let's for an apple and an a coppen. Something about an apple. Mm-hmm. Cuppin. In an a cuppin. Kaufen. Oh, okay. Bye. Mm-hmm. Let's. Oh, Buying let's buy an apple. Buying something for an apple and an egg. Oh, as a like a cheap, you know. Got there it for we an go. Apple and Good an work. Good work, Jared. Now in English, we have kind of the opposite. We say when you uh, spend a lot of money, we say it costs an arm and a leg. Mm-hmm. Um, <gasps> that rhymes. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, you're right. It it does. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> in Spanish, you wow. uh, you either pay if something's expensive, you either pay a kidney, me costa un riñón, or an eye, me costa un ojo de la cara. So there you go, Jared. Mm. A couple extra untranslatables for you today. And then in um, Scotland, it's a bean and a shepherd's pie. Fun mm-hmm. fact. My there we um. Go. Untranslatable is um, Alagaupu, which is a Samoan uh, language. Mm-hmm. And it's Alogo Tai Ua Logo Uta, which means when it is felt toward the sea, it is felt toward the land. So it's like uh, everything is connected. Sure. I'll, yeah. Sure. That's sure. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just- the only reason I said sure so many times is because I kept missing the uh, hammer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when something happens in our family, in your family, uh, no matter how far away it is, you feel it. Mm. You know, it's that's more mm. of what it is. It's true, but yeah, very true. Because very we're all true. connected. You know, you that know when true. you're when you're something when when your heart breaks when you're in China or Czech Republic, I feel it. You know, when you're not you wearing do, your laid back sh- vibe shirt, that's right. I feel it. Got it and today. I feel people it when you are brought too. it out of retirement. Wow. Whew. Throwback. That's right. Throwback to the good old Czech days. People have been asking about it, and so you know you had to you had to please everyone. Give the people what they want, Jared. You know that's that's very nice of you. You you don't give me what I want, but the people. Depending on if you live in a country with tight or loose culture, you may or may not be able to give give or get what you want. That's for sure, Jared. So let's talk about that today. What are tight and loose cultures? First of all, it was your your idea. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think it was a great idea to cover this topic. How did you come across the idea, Jared? Uh, well, I heard someone, I, I heard us, like, I heard of the terms, 
And then I uh, I thought it was interesting, and I almost mis- I'm like almost immediately after I recommended it to you, I, I realized it felt like a mistake because I was like, oh no, now I got to do like homework. I thought this yep. was more of a common thing, but this is something mm-hmm. that a, a psychologist. Do you happen to know yeah, her name off the top psychology. of your head? Uh, I, I do actually. One second, let her me name find is Michelle it. Gelfand. Thank you. Yes, she coined. Um, I didn't realize I had, sorry, I didn't realize I had it right in front of me when I said that. She uh, she coined these terms, and she wrote papers and a book about it, and mm-hmm. I thought it was more of a common thing, because in just when you hear the term, it, it, seems, it seems like uh, like that's, like it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I will uh, say you know, this, Jared. Uh, yeah. When you sent, when you sent me the, the text message a few days ago about the topic idea, uh, I I kind of knew what you were talking about before you like right as you sent it, but it sure. was interesting to look into it more. Um, and just like it to made see sense kind of the to you, but you didn't realize that it was like just it's not, a lot deeper was, like, than some, you think. Some yeah. psychologist that that wrote a book about it and not like right, yeah, not like BuzzFeed articles about it. Right. Like, no, right. no, I actually got to read shit now. But I did find it interesting. That's so. why I try to find graphs, Jared. Show me them pictures, baby. No, pictures are good. I do like pictures. Mm-hmm. And I found some good graphs, and it's really interesting to see. Um, you know, the, I think the the biggest paper or one of the most well known papers uh, by uh, uh, Michelle Gelfand is uh, the paper she she uh, published about. Uh, it was a study on thirty three different nations uh, and uh, differences between tight and loose cultures. Uh, and a lot mm-hmm. of this is, as Jared said, rooted in psychology. Um, but also anthropology as well. Uh, now, what I find interesting, though, too, is the fact that we, I think it's worth mentioning, Jared, that we are doing this research from, you know, you always have to look at the researcher and and the culture and country they come from as well. Um, I'm pretty sure that uh, she's American. Um, and I think that that also might influence the way you view tight or loose cultures based on what you perceive maybe i'm wrong yeah i mean no that makes perfect sense dude it's like if you're coming from a a super conservative country or a country you might look at a country that that we as americans find to be uh conservative and mm-hmm. some country that's way more conservative than that would be like, what are you talking about? Those guys are out. Those are a bunch of a bunch of harlots and whores and right. alcoholics and drunkards over there. What do you, <laughs> you right. call that? Do you call that order? They're all going to hell or something, you know? Right. Uh, I, so there's definitely a, a spectrum of of what's of of of, and it's all yeah, you know. And it, there's so many and, and it, there's so many like different aspects. In ways that people are looking from it, and you know, also people inside of the country would be like, oh, I don't agree with. People could easily disagree well, the, with it too. The other interesting like thing about, about tight and loose cultures, Jared, is a lot of it has to do with uh, history. It has to do with kind of the makeup of the country, how the country came to power, who was in power. Um, you know, there's a lot of different factors that I think a lot of people view cultures as cultures this or cultures that but i think culture is very uh dynamic it changes a lot over time uh mm-hmm. a lot of times it changes out of necessity um i think that some countries become tighter or looser um because of because of necessity you know either um either people uh need to be uh or at least the government views that people need to be more controlled 
or the people rise up and uh, the government uh, realizes it's in their best interest not to control the people or oppress the people. But it all really depends sure. on the country. Uh, but let's talk about some countries, Jared. Uh, you know, we well, can I hold we on before to, we do. Yeah. I, I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. For sure, let me just explain. Let me just uh, explain what tight and loose is from her Thank words you. a little bit. Yeah, uh, for the people. Um, so she just so uh, her aim is to, and this is from various articles like the New York Times mm-hmm. and stuff. I they they are because uh, they allow me in Wall Street Journal, they allow me in. Uh, in Rule Makers, R- Rule Breakers, that's the book that she wrote. The psychologist Michelle Galfin sides with the culturist. The culture, it, culture is a stubborn mystery of our experience and one of the last uncharted frontiers. She writes. Her aim is to guide readers. Uh, <laughs> do you hear banging noise when I when I um when I uh, on your end? Oh, okay, no. I have this. Uh, I put my feet onto this. Uh, um, what do you call it? Kettlebell that's under my desk, uh-huh. and I sometimes like move it around and slam it on the ground. Yeah, I didn't uh, hear anything. Mm-mm. Well, I got a text from Sydney, and she's like, "What's that noise?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no." Um, so anyway, sorry. Uh, her um, her aim is to guide readers through the complex elements that make up a culture, but but to draw attention to what uh, to but to, but uh, her aim isn't to guide readers through all the complex elements that make up a culture, but to draw attention to aspects she believes have been ignored: the social norms or often informal mm-hmm. rules of conduct, the do's and don'ts, the social tiskings or raised eyebrows, for example. Yep. Um, you know, maybe the uh, comparing punctuality in Germany to punctuality in France, for example. I don't know. I just threw out a random example. Right. True. Yeah. Um, according to Gelfin, cultures can be located among a continuum from tight to loose. And you said that. Uh, depending mm-hmm. on the strictness of these rules, tight cultures, yeah. she observes, have social norms and little tolerance for deviance, while loose cultures have weak social norms and are highly permissive. Think of the difference between yep. a gathering for buttoned-up middle-aged churchgoers and a party for 20-somethings in Bushwick. You know why, uh, this, why I also thought about this? is because I think that this is also changing in front of our very eyes oh, yeah. with this whole virus yeah. thing. And and how we're gonna look at each other and how we conduct with each other socially 100%. after this is all over. Yeah, and I think there's gonna be a lot more. I think protection around like people being up in each other's space, literally right. and figuratively. You know, yeah. it's like yeah, I'm gonna think twice before inviting people over to my house because you know I used to invite people over and ha- throw bangers of parties, but I don't know these people. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think I think the interesting thing too about tightness and looseness um, is is the idea of it seems like a lot of the places where they seem to be a bit looser culturally. Um, also, I think it's funny they use the word loose. I would maybe use a different term because um, I yeah, I loose don't think doesn't loose, really make any sense. Yeah, loose. It's lo- not like they're just running through the streets naked right. like it's Mardi I, Gras. I feel, right. I, I feel like Mardi strict, Gras is that, that I feel like of loose. strict and open would be better terms. Mm-hmm. Personally, strict feels weird to me too, though. Does it? Strict. Okay. I think uh, tight, tight and loose. I don't like strict because strict seems weird too. Because it's not like these people are. Cause it, cause it's, it's not just about rules, you know. It's, it's about right. how, how like they. It's about culture. Themselves. Yeah, it's about yeah. culture. 
Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like um, I like open. I think open is good. Mm-hmm. Open right. and uh, cl- uh, well, closed maybe. I don't know. Yeah, may- uh, maybe. Yeah, it's it's tough. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different countries that you know are on the spectrum of, I guess, tightness or looseness. Um, you know, and and a few countries surprised me actually, Jared. You know, I think there are some countries. Uh, I think countries, a few countries surprise me that are on the lower end of the tightness score, which means that they are a bit looser culturally, um, mm-hmm. which I found interesting. Hmm. Um, I think a lot of Americans would consider our country to be uh, very, at least people our age would consider our country to be very open. I would actually disagree with that. I, I think there are a lot of conservative pockets in the United States where there are some pretty strict societal and By cultural pockets, norms. do you mean... Well, it's funny that you say pockets, though, because... Um, or our states, or regions. Our, our, well, our, our, well, he's not a traditional conservative. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, he's an idiot. Uh, he, but that's... But he's... 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 he's uh, portraying himself as a conservative is essentially what I'm saying, right? And and um, and pocket seems weird to me because I think our our country is is sort of is is it seems it's very related to um like like the, our our sort of morals are very related to religious morals, uh, Christian morals, people. Mm-hmm. Have a, uh, I think there's a large True. portion of our community, whether you're conservative or not, that has right. a very that's that's religious and now, has a it's, very. It's interesting you mention religion, Jared, because if you look at the list of countries on the tightness score, the ones that tend to be a bit tight tighter, not all, but a lot of them. <laughs> oh, excuse Bless me. You. A lot of them do have a fairly big religious following like i know i mean least, mm-hmm. i feel like that's going to be a huge factor it, like like if, if a country if any country that that is nationally takes religion seriously that's, that's going to be a mm-hmm. huge factor because that factors a lot into to policy and and stuff right. like that but to be fair it's not just religion that's putting countries on these lists oh definitely not um, because not all of them. There's definitely a religious factor. If you just look through, if I just look through, I imagine you're, we're looking at the same mm-hmm. list. But it's not all yep. religious factors in there. No, no, but it's I think definitely that, not. I think that because we have this this illusion of freedom here in mm-hmm. the U.S., I think right. that gives us the the idea that we're super loose, super loose, bro. I, I can't right, right. My fingers don't properly do that. Gives us yeah, but but our our, our our government and our rules are still largely based off of partial, partially, um, you know, very old religious uh-huh. and and um, conservative-based ideas. And slavery, true. very, very true. Also, you know, slavery is also in there too. So mm-hmm. a lot of it's based off of that too. True. And so I think the whole idea of so I think it's an illusion. It's very much an illusion, at least for right. the U.S. Do you want to go through some of the other ones? What sort of stood out sure. to you? Well, it was well, obvious, I think, and then like, oh no. Well, I a big a big one is also um, how open the media um, the, oh, and free yeah. speech can be. Sure, uh, I think yeah. I think that is a is a really big giveaway on which countries are a bit tighter or looser. Now, as we mentioned though, too, with history has influenced a lot of these countries. 
Uh, and like Germany, for example, is pretty fairly loose, uh, I would say. Uh, I mean, on the spectrum, uh, they're kind of in the middle. Um, but the interesting thing about Germany is in terms of freedom of press and stuff, I'm not sure I could be wrong. And any of our German listeners out there, please correct me if I'm wrong, uh, because I don't want to be spreading fake news here, but I, I'm, uh, from what I remember in Germany, there are some laws. You don't have like complete freedom of speech and press like we do in the States, or at least the way it's written. Mm. Uh, and some of that is because of Germany's troubled past where you in, uh, huh. Um, let me say, I'll tell you. Before uh-huh. you keep going, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. In modern Germany, the Grundgesetz guarantees mm-hmm. freedom of press, speech, and opinion. Censorship is mainly exer- uh, exerted in the forms of restriction of access to certain media. Examples include motion pictures and video games to older as older or adolescents. So I think I think they're I think they'd say that it's it's press is free. No, right, but in Germany, I'm pretty sure you can't go walking around saying, like, Nazi slogans oh, and stuff. yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely not. You know, yeah. So, I, I mean like that. Like, in the States, unfortunately, oh, sure. as we have seen, people can, can you do, do that? that. In the States? I guess so. Yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. Wow. But, yeah. Uh, I don't know why one I'm so country, shocked, though, Jared. One country that really surprised me, though, and this one is, at least according to um, the study uh, done by, uh, oh, shoot, what was her name again, Jared? Sorry. Uh, uh, Michelle Gelfand. Thank you. Michelle? Yes. Michelle? I believe so. Uh, According to that study, uh, and this is from discovermagazine.com, in case people are curious, um, Ukraine is actually, according to that study, the loosest... Of all the countries with a tightness score of, I believe, like three or four. Yeah. Hmm. Which that one surprised me because when I think of, but I think a lot of this has to do with how open your culture is. Um, you know, and yeah. I think some some cultures, like if we look at the bottom list, you know, you have countries like South Korea, Singapore, India, Malaysia, and Pakistan, also China. I'm not going to lie. I thought China and Japan would actually be higher up. Uh, and be a bit tighter. I was surprised to see Norway, to be honest. I was very surprised. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. But I think... I think a lot of the the creature comforts um, that come along with that whole sort of idyllic utopia that a lot of mm-hmm. liberal people in the U.S. Right. might think about Norway does come with a lot of... Um, one, like a sort of taxing... I think that's a for, right. that sort of takes away from from the looseness score a little bit probably. Yep. yep. And um, I don't know much about their culture. Like, how close are they to like Germans as far as like punctuality and stuff like that? You know. Right. That's a good point. That's a very very good point. Because I could picture them being a punctual group. Right. And I think that. And I think also I would say that they are from. I think they are, stereotypically speaking. This is all stereotypes I'm throwing out there. Mm-hmm. I think they'd kind of be considered sort of a quiet, soft spoken. Culture right. definitely True. would True. be uh, a stereotype. I would th- I would think about them if I were to think about the right. tightness. And now, now what's score, interesting though is that you know, like I said, history plays a big role in this tightness and looseness. Uh, threats, as in like military threats, political threats, plays a role. Mm. Now, what's interesting though is Israel is, uh, according to Gelfand, is quite an anomaly uh, because if you look at uh, 
Israel culturally, it's pretty culturally loose, um, but there's still like there's a war going on in Israel. There's still a lot of conflicts in that area. Um, right now, there now a lot of people accredit the looseness of Israel to the fact that a lot of Israelis came from relatively loose cultures in Europe, especially Eastern Europe, which very well could be. I have heard that the that culturally uh, Israel is very uh, quote unquote loose. That's a weird way to put mm-hmm. it. That makes it's just when you say it like that. But like that doesn't surprise yeah. me that they're that that they're there on the um, looseness scale because I have heard that it's it is like it's it's more chill than one might mm-hmm. think given the constant right. threat of um, bombings and whatnot. Right now, which country is the tightest, Jared? According to Gelfand. Uh Well, they say Pakistan is the tightest up there. Um, Malaysia. Do you know much about Malaysia? What do you know about Malaysia? Not really. Nope. Were Not. you supposed to go there? No. Mm-mm. Okay. I don't know if that was on your list while you were living in China. Mm-hmm. Nope. Um, India. Mm-hmm. Um, Singapore. Singapore makes sense. I'm actually... Yep. Singapore is, what, that's fourth, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised it's not higher because I know that culturally um it's a pretty uh sort of a strict culture then also i know law wise right. and and sort of punishment wise they're they're pretty right. strict as, as far as that goes right. then norway which is what you were talking about turkey yep, that's, that's not really surprising turkey. it's a pretty religious Japan, country not really surprising as well uh, yeah a little they're I very guess, respect but, yeah but i mean they're, they're pretty quote unquote free i would say i would imagine Mm -hmm. but it is like a very it's a very respect-based culture you know it's a very um similar to um probably you know actually a lot of the places on the top list are very respect-based cultures Mm -hmm. i would say um i'm sure that you know that plays a lot into it is how much you respect your elders and, and all that stuff Sure. Um, like in the U.S., people have no respect for their elders, and that's probably why we're much lower Unfortunately, on the list. also true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised, though, that China didn't score higher. I, mm. at least with my own personal experiences in China, um, I would think China would be like top three or four. Um, and mm-hmm. on this list, you'd imagine that on, on the list of all the countries they're naming here, mm-hmm. they're the only one with with like uh internet restrictions government mandated uh, internet restrictions are you, are you sure about that i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure a couple other countries on here which do ones well. which ones um let me take Venezuela, a look Venezuela, maybe maybe I I th- does uh does singapore not or malaysia I don't or pakistan so. i don't think I'm so i'm not sure what the internet laws are in those different countries but um yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of the tightness and looseness also has to do with um, the uh, culture's willingness uh, to change. And I think a lot of these countries that you look at, um, I think they are a bit more traditional. Traditional. It seems like the countries that are a bit more loose culturally embrace changing culture a little bit more, uh, embrace other cultures as well a little bit more. Obviously, these are generalized statements here, but... Um, when I see some of these countries that are a bit looser, um, it seems like the cultural norms aren't as rigid as some of these countries that are a bit stricter. You know, I, you're right. I found out that, um, so at least in Singapore websites like Playboy, which who's going Mm -hmm. to Playboy, (laughs) uh, pornographic websites, Ashley Madison, uh, those are, uh, those are blocks. Banned. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
And then other stuff that has stuff that talks about drugs or piracy, I guess that makes sense, is right. blocked. Now, let me, so, let know, me, nah, let me just share I, with I, you, I Jared, a few countries that I guess didn't really surprise me. Uh, Netherlands being a fairly loose country culturally, I could totally see that. Jared and I have spent time in the Netherlands. Um, I think that the Dutch people are definitely... Uh, very friendly, very open, very yeah. helpful. I think the other thing... They're very approachable. Right. And I think the other thing, too, is that like when I look at some of these countries that are a bit tighter... I just I imagine there could be much more backlash if you do something against the cultural norm there than you would in yes. the Netherlands, Punishments. for example. Yes, punishments are like, for example, Pakistan, Malaysia, mm -hmm. Singapore. Uh, I'd imagine punishments are high for right. for things that we might find right not worth punishing right. at all like, or not that big of a deal. Exactly, or exactly. Like Whereas, that. like I. Like in the Netherlands, a lot of the e countries in the EU, uh, it's funny though, because in the EU, I guess the Netherlands and Estonia, and also, is Ukraine in the EU? Might be a stupid question. Uh, but Netherlands and Netherlands, Hungary, and Estonia, if Ukraine's in the EU, the Netherlands, Hungary, Estonia, and Ukraine all um, are some of the loosest, uh, and they definitely. I think probably don't maybe have as rigid laws as other countries would. So they're not fully apart, but economically, I think they have some sort okay. of relation. Interesting. But I don't think they're because I, I look at the map and they show the EU in green, and then they show Ukraine right. in orange. Oh, interesting, <laughs> interesting. Okay. So I think they have some connection, but they're not fully apart. Right. Um, and another thing about these European countries and some of these other countries mm -hmm. is um, I would say also just looking at some of the countries up on the top of the list, Netherlands, mm -hmm. Brazil, Venezuela, right. Greece, Australia, U.S., Spain, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Belgium, these countries, France, uh, Germany, Italy even, these countries are also very free sexually if you're going right. to look at that in comparison to the other side. True, the, very the, true. Of, of the lower tight part is that there's right. there's there's a lot less uh, and i think a lot of that comes with the religious aspect mm. of it too you know there's right. a lot less religious and intervention it's, it's it's interesting you mentioned that jared because yeah tight nations tend to be more religious uh which means they reinforce more adherence to moral conventions and rules uh that facilitate social order uh also a lot of the more tight countries do tend to have uh higher monitoring of criminal justice systems more severe punishments like the death penalty uh, and greater control of crime as well um so i think it's important to keep that in mind when you travel or look at places where you live because not that we're advocating that anybody break the law here um but there are definitely some countries where i would not even run the risk of doing anything that could be remotely perceived as illegal than in other countries. But if you're also okay with with uh, not being a criminal, then mm -hmm. some then like I don't want to give the idea that a uh, tight country is like a not a great place to be. You know, it's right. just that like yes, if you don't want to be a point. criminal, Singapore could be a, a great place to live. I've heard it's mm -hmm. gorgeous. Right. Um, but uh, it's just it's just what culture suits you. Let me ask you this, Chad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How do you, Chad? If Chad, if Chad was a country, which Chad is a country, mm -hmm. if you Chad, Chad were is a country, country fun fact. Uh -huh. <laughs> if you, the human Chad, were a country, mm -hmm. would you be a tight or a loose country? Uh, probably fairly loose. 
I would say. Just mm. because I, you're not surprised by this, Jared. Probably no, because I disagree. Really? Why would I be yeah. a tight? Why would I be a tight country? No, you, no, 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 no. I want you to go first. This, uh, no, I want you to go first. Please explain. I, explain I, your. I would be. I would be a loose country because I think I'm uh, open to new ideas. Um, I also don't think that like if if I were in control of like crime and punishment and the law. I think there would be a lot of things I would not mm, punish or have the punishments be like a fine or something or community service instead of like jail time or serious like corporal punishment. Um, let's see here. Uh, if now I'm not I'm not a businessman, I'm not an economics major, I'm not a finance guy, but I, I would also try to have a lot of um, free trade and uh, uh, connections between other countries and other nations. So that would be my argument. Chad for president. That's right. Um, then you make a good point. I just I, I was thinking about your you're very serious about following. You're very afraid of the rules. You know you're a rule follower to a fault. In my opinion, it's annoying. True. Um, True. <laughs> I am. I do try to be a rule follower as much as possible. True. Uh, which is fine. I guess it's fine. That's good. Right. That's very good. People but should see, follow the but rules. But see, I wouldn't have a ton of strict rules for people to follow. Sure. You're following rules that you didn't put into place, but you're like, right. well, since they're in place, I'll follow them. Right. But I don't know if I'm not saying I like them. That's fair. Right. <laughs> right. That's fair. Right. <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, I'm with you. But I, I think I'd be maybe a little on the scale. I think I'd be closer to the loose side, but maybe a little higher than you. Um, something that I much similar to Germany. I think I would, I and this is all idea. Ideally speaking, I'm not saying I'm. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't want this to be like a me versus you. As far as I'm not saying I'm more. It's how I feel, Jared. Because uh, no, I'm, I'm about to say like I like the, like the punctuality thing. I very much relate to. Right. I'm not even great at it now. That's why I say this. I'm not trying to make it seem like I'm some right. amazingly right. punctual person. But I like the idea of that, and I really mm. enjoyed, in a weird way. Uh, I enjoyed that sort of aspect of living to um, other countries I've been to where they're a lot looser about times. Right. Uh, it, it was very comforting just just having that sort of uh, schedule, even if it did sort of sometimes seem to seem a little ridiculous to see everyone just sitting right. there like two minutes before, like. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I get it, and I and so, uh, but you know, I'm with you as far as uh, I, with as far as rules go, where it's like. I don't think punishing people with with um, lengthy or sentences or pain related sentences mm -hmm. does any good, right? right. Um, and I don't think that shunning people out of society helps right. society on a whole. For uh, you know, maybe on some, you know, maybe for certain offenses, maybe if there's a murderer, yeah, I'm okay with shunning that person from right. society. But there are a lot of offenses that are criminal that I don't find worth that I, that I find over. Right over um criminalized i guess you could sure. say or unjust punishment um, for sure i yes, also would say you. jared that um like you mentioned tight and loose this doesn't mean necessarily good or bad this just means a country's or culture's abilities to either um really value more traditional cultural and societal norms and not deviate or change from them versus a loose country that uh, doesn't have as kind of stuck in place or strict, um, you know, societal rules, and there's more openness to change, right? Like in Berlin, now what I like Berlin is a place that comes to mind for me in terms of uh, a loose 
culture because mm-hmm. yeah. it seems like just about anything goes in Berlin, right? You'll see a grandma walking down the street next to a dude with his with a fish, fishnet shirt on and his nipples pierced and a two-foot-tall pink, green, yellow mohawk uh, and mm-hmm. granny won't even bat an eye, right? Whereas if you yeah. walked around in a country that was uh, much more tighter, you know, imagine me in China, Jared, walking around... Even in- yeah, with that, you know. <laughs> well, well, I mean, you walking around as a white person in China was already that's true enough. That is true. But I mean, but e- even within, you know, the, you were trying to think of an example. Even within Germany, mm-hmm. Berlin is an anomaly as far as tight oh, for loose sure. cultures go. Look at Berlin and Munich. Munich is much uh, yeah. more tighter of a culture. I, would I lived say. in I lived in Dusseldorf, and it was very. Very, you know, quiet. Everyone, right. I mean, this Germany right. had a whole kind of like this. But, you know, everyone, it was a lot more traditionally cultured. Mm-hmm. And um, and it, it would, pro- you know, it would probably be odd to see uh, you with your nipple piercings and spiked hair. Right. Uh, do you say you? Is that the example you used? Is and it, it could you? be anybody. <laughs> sure, you could use me okay. as an example anytime, Jared. You got my permission. One thing I did see that Miss, mm-hmm. um, or Doctor, I don't know, Gelfin did mm-hmm. say about... Um, Loose cultures was that not surprisingly mm-hmm. they do end up being more artistic or more creative, creative. It which lends makes which makes that, sense you know? exactly. Well, sure. you have that openness, you have that freedom to not be afraid to yeah. take risks. Whereas if you're in a, yeah, a, you're a tighter to country, s- yeah, tell your tr- real opinion. Right now, one last thing I want to mention, Jared, is that there are a lot of factors. People might be wondering where, how does this happen? You know, tightness and looseness, and there it's kind of a multi-level system. Uh, you have to look at population density, resource scarcity, a history of territorial conflict, and also disease and environmental threats as well. You also have to look mm. at societal institutions. So what is the political system like? What is the government like? Uh, what are the regulations for media? What are the regulations for different things? Um, and also micro-level uh, affordances. So, um, you know, uh, education, um, infrastructure, things like this. So these all play sure. a part in this idea of loose and tighter cultures. Um, we're not here to say that one is better than the other, um, but uh, it is, I think, something to keep in mind when um, traveling, moving, anything like that. Be aware of these things. For sure. For sure. I I mean, I... I, I you do your research when you move when you move to any country before you go there, mm. and whether it stops you or not, that's not really the point. But the point is to know how you can how to carry yourself without getting in trouble. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like you were in um, you were in uh, you carry yourself. I would imagine much differently in China than you did Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Oh, of at course. least to me, of course, feels almost like you're you're in the U.S. is just people are quiet. I mean, I will tell you, there <laughs> wasn't there wasn't the big culture shock um, as much in the Czech Republic as there was sure. in China, just because more yeah, similar to being in Germany, right? And, right. Which the culture, is the culture the was much looser for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's also of value to live in both, just to see what it's like. Um, you know, uh, and it's it's interesting now because I've had some friends ask me, you know, after being back in the States, would you go back to China if given the opportunity? Um, and I think I 100% would. Um, but mm-hmm. there's definitely, a, it's a different life um, living over there than it is here, uh, without a doubt. Do you feel, do you, did you do, you're free now. Do you, did you feel uh, like restricted? Like, 
You were I like, mean, did, was look, it like, I, oh, I wish I could say this, or it's just like, it's like, it's not the big, like, I can easily live like what, this. What I would say is, I, uh, uh, I, I guess the thing that the thing that I felt was the biggest difference was just access to information. You know, here in mm. the states, I don't need a VPN. I can get on all my stuff, no problem. China, there are some workarounds if you want to access things like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, right. You know, and not WeChat. And and right um, now, at the same time, though, um, I did feel fairly free to teach how I wanted to teach, um, format the lessons how I wanted, um, but that's not always the case. You know, it really depends. Um, and and you're never, I mean, you're never throwing political no. opinions into your uh, uh, teaching methods. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. That's never one of your teaching methods. So you're, it's pretty right. easy to, I guess, to stay safe. But I mean, even like, right. like I've like when you, it's, but it's not even just at work. It's right. e- even when you go, which you never did, by the way. Right. You never really did. Like, but even if you were to go out to get drinks. Which mm-hmm. once again you never really did. Obviously, you did a few times, but mm-hmm. in general, you didn't do it like you would have in Czech Republic or like you would in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you still have to sort of uh, think about what you're saying around other people. Oh, for sure. Other you know, people, you have to be very careful what you post in WeChat groups. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, much look, like in New York, there might be a little bit of a rat problem. Right, you right, never know. Right. Well, and see, that's the other thing though, too, Jared, that makes it tricky is that. Um, here, I feel like I can more or less say whatever I want. Um, over yeah. there, oh, trust me, I've heard it. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, but keep those things in mind, people, when you're uh, looking into places either to travel or to move. Um, yeah, and, and if you're in a very tight culture, try not to deviate too much from the societal norms. Um, yeah, but if you're stressed or worried about living in a tight or a loose culture, we got something to calm your nerves today, which is our song mm-hmm. in the pod by uh, I believe it's pronounced Kygo. I think Kygo and Zach Abel. Kygo is like a, a DJ music producer from Norway, I believe, and the song today is called Freedom. It is. It is. Chad recommended the song to me, and I'll give you my re- my. Um my review of it in three words mm-hmm. poppy mm-hmm. fun yep forgettable shoot you know i should have thought of what's a what's a what's a what's a cinnamon synonym for poppy that starts with a f uh oh good question i should i should have i should have made that a proper alliteration uh, i didn't even think about true. that um f- uh, like pop pop music is like trendy it's like a fad flashy flashy sure Fad, flashy, fad, yes, (laughs) fad, fad, fun, forgettable. Okay, it 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 was a fun song, and when I first listened to it, um, I was like, ooh, but this song, it's this sounded like any every sort of like song of the summer, like from Mm -hmm. like. That 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 you never hear about again. Like like I feel like we like I, I went through like sixteen of these between high school and college. Mm-hmm. You know songs that it's like oh I've heard this song before, but it's like no I haven't. It's right. just I've heard a song that was like sort of that like right. electronic pop beat song that was popular right. for a summer and got like a billion views. And it's like oh yeah I I, I couldn't tell I couldn't tell you anything about it. That's how I feel about that song. But I enjoyed right. it. And the first I listened to it maybe three or four times. 
the first right. uh, two, two times, I was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Popping my shoulders, right. popping along, right. you know, Pop, uh, trying to get a TikTok it. dance going. Um, and then after that, I was like, all right, I get it. And yeah. I've forgotten about it. And I'm, as but I'm listening I, to I, it. I do like the fact that, like, well, one, I mean, I think the song is kind of apropos to our topic today, um, just because I think uh, countries are yes. a bit on the looser end of the spectrum do you are in I get theory uh, allowed maybe some more freedoms in other countries. Um, I like it that. is poppy for sure. Uh, I do like mm-hmm. though how they said what they were planning to do for the music video. Um, is that because of the Rona that like, cause they were yeah. saying they were planning on shooting a whole video. Yep. yep. Um, or actually I have it right in front of me. I'll just say yep. it to you. This was going to be a music video shot in the Maldives, mm-hmm. uh, which, which I've heard is lovely. By the you, way. Yeah. It was gonna have blue waters and palm trees swaying in the wind. Zach Abel was going was gonna play guitar by the beach, and I was gonna play the piano in the sunset. Mm-hmm. None of that happened. And then it goes yep. into the song. Yep. Um, That's it life, is, though, it, man. It is a, yeah, and I, I do I do like how they did that. And I don't and listen. I'm sure these people are lovely people, mm-hmm. but I'm saying that the song seems like it has no real real staying power to me i have i i, Maybe I hear if they no would have gone to the beach death. and had palm trees in their video jared come on yeah. now come yeah. on the problem is your video sucks why is it so dark in this video why is the color so gray toned? right i need some life i need some maldives palm trees that's fair do they have palm trees I in the Maldives? I would have just animated the whole music video. Uh, you probably had it in the budget to go somewhere. Why not animate it? But anyways, it's a cool song. <laughs> Check it out. We're shitting on the song too much right now. It is a good song. Check it uh, out. Uh, and our production quality is the only thing we've managed is uh, uh, good audio. Other than that, no production right, quality exactly. here. So who are we to talk? That's very true. But yeah, so check it out at our YouTube channel, Untranslatable wow, Podcast. Wow, is gorgeous, by the way. Uh, Freedom Kaigo featuring Zach Abel. You betcha. It's definitely. I think it will put you in a good mood for sure. Well, Jared. Yeah. Yes, it's I agree. time for my foreign word of the pod today. I am still learning Russian. We'll see what happens. Uh, fingers crossed, people. Uh, and my word today is strogi, mm. and strogi means strict because I think a lot of the countries that tend mm. to be a bit tighter uh, are are politically are. Um, religiously are societally culturally a bit more strict than some of the more loose cultures out there you know more about russia than i do mm-hmm. unfortunately i wish we had david here he'd be a perfect person to ask he this would question be. Mm-hmm. where do you think uh russia falls on, on the on the looseness on the tightness scale probably i would say probably tighter than the u.s um but i looser than china yes yeah, I'm with you on that yep. one, clearly. Yep. That makes sense to me. Exactly. But yeah, but if our listeners out there are curious about which countries to visit that are on the loose end of the spectrum, definitely check out Ukraine, Estonia, Hungary, uh, Netherlands. You betcha. Uh, seems like a lot of them are kind of in the EU uh, located. The US. If you're looking for. Brag. Uh-huh. We're pretty low down there, too. We are. We're not too bad. If you uh, want to experience a tighter culture, uh, check out Pakistan. Um, what are some other uh, South Korea, Japan, China, Singapore, Singapore, Malaysia? Check them out. Norway, um, if you want to go to Europe. Yep, yep. And tightness and looseness is kind of based on the societal norms and their openness to change or difference. Uh, so keep that in mind. So we hope this has been a useful episode for all of you people out there curious about yes. uh, tight and loose cultures. 
Let us know what your opinions are on tight and loose cultures at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Check out our Instagram page, Untranslatable Podcast, for pictures of Jared and I experiencing uh, tight or loose cultures. Uh, I would say the majority, it's probably loose cultures, but check it out nonetheless. Wow. wow. Uh, Sliding into our DMs on, on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. And please do not forget five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So we thank you all so much for your support. And as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Dziękujemy, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidaniya.